you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 tonight. And uh, these last couple of Sunday nights, we're actually in a series called We Are The Church. And uh, tonight I want us to understand that, you know what, you are the church, I'm the church. The Bible says we are the called out ones. The church is not the building, uh, you are the church. And so tonight I want to uh, preach a message tonight entitled Soldiers for Christ. Soldiers for Christ. You know, we as a church, we're called to be soldiers for Jesus Christ. Uh, I became a Christian at the end of grade 12. And so my lifestyle was all about music, girls and parties. And uh, I met a couple of Christians at school. And I'll unfortunately and honestly say they, they, they didn't, uh, you know what, look quite, uh, you know what, Christian in terms of their lifestyle. They, they lived in parties. I see them in nightclubs. I says, wow, what's, and then, so my whole thought of Christianity was completely weak. That's, that's me. I don't know about you, but I was like, man, you know what, that's just a crutch for people who can't have their own two feet. I'm just speaking my heart tonight. And uh, as I begin to uh, go into my uh, lifestyle, going deep and deep in depression, uh, my mom and dad split up uh, when I was in high school, and I'm questioning, man, God, where are you in this whole situation? And, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ at a, at a young age, at grade 12, and God changed my heart from the inside out. And I, I came to a church, and I saw Christians, real Christianity lived out. I saw men who came out of prison, completely transformed. And I was like, man, I want there were role models in my life. And I saw something, I saw a, you know, a difference between a, a godly man and a, and a worldly man. I was like, man, that's the kind of man I want to be. A man who's committed to his wife. A man who loves his children the way that Christ loves them. And I was thinking, wow. And, and everyone was being disciples saying, you know what, we're soldiers for Christ. You know what, it's going to be tough in this world that you're going to be living in. It's going to be tough. Let me say this, it's not going to be easy. And so the reality is this, we're called into a battle. The church is called into a battle. And I'm living in this worldly lifestyle and seeing other Christians. And it's just, it's being portrayed on, the, on Simpsons as Ned Flanders, this weak, anemic Christian. But I'm telling you, you know what, church, we are the church. We're called to be soldiers for Christ. We're called to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're not supposed to be all oh, dabbling in the world and here and there. I preached that this morning, not called to be lukewarm Christians. We're called to be soldiers for Jesus Christ. In our text, it tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through to 4, says this, You therefore must endure hardship. Say with me, endure hardship. Think about that tonight. He's talking to a young man, a young pastor, and he's saying, Timothy, you must endure hardship. Watch this, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has enlisted him as a soldier. Let's pray tonight. God, I'm asking you take these words from this mere preacher. God, translate it into the hearts of men and women. Jesus, I pray, let it not just be information, but be Holy Ghost transformation. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. If you're taking note, number one, let's consider that soldiers must endure. In our text, it says you must, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so Paul is writing and he uses this metaphor. He's writing to a young pastor and he's using this metaphor of fighting, of warring, soldiering. He's saying, Timothy, listen, mate, you're going to have to get some, some grit about you, buddy, because you're, you're, you're out there in the world and you got to be a soldier. you got to think like a soldier. 
And Paul uses this metaphor as a soldier to say, listen, there are certain qualities as a soldier who is at war. And he told Timothy, who is a young pastor, even in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, he says, fight the good fight of faith. I mean, fight the good fight of faith. Lay a hold of eternal life. He says, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of of many witnesses Paul is teaching people he's saying he's giving them this idea in their mind saying listen we're, we're, we're in a real battle that you know this Christianity thing isn't uh, you know what red carpet glitz and glamour you know what sunshine and lollipops there's gonna be some hardships can I get a witness tonight how many have experienced some hardships in their lifestyle oh come on you better help me out tonight how many experienced some hardships in their life you're just you're just you know nice christian people in there you know oh we're good pastor that's it must be just you all right i'll just preach to myself tonight. <laughs> hey man you know what we do go through some hard times and here paul is telling you know what timothy listen mate you're going to be in the, in the ministry listen you're going to experience some hardships he called uh these these funny names listen to this he called archippus archippus i don't know how you pronounce that name in Philemon chapter 2, who hosted a church in his home, and he says, a fellow soldier. In uh, Philippians chapter 2, he called Epaphroditus. He calls him this messenger to a church. He says, a fellow soldier. I mean, you see, he calls uh, uh, he, uh, us as Christians to put on, as soldiers, put on the whole armor in Ephesians 6. There's nothing weak about a Christian. Come on, somebody. You know what, there's nothing weak about a man that says, you know what, I'm going to stand firm in what I believe. You know what, anyone can do whatever they want to do, but it takes a real man, it takes a real woman to have some convictions. Come on. And you know what, we're called in this battle and Jesus Christ is our captain. Come on, I've got some orders from headquarters tonight. And you know what, Jesus Christ is our captain and he's called us to war. What does your captain require from you, soldier? Come on. What does your, uh, your captain require from you when he begins to speak to you? I was talking to Brother Billy, man, God was speaking. He was saying, man, God was speaking to me. I said, man, God's definitely, and he's moving out of obedience to, to what he's heard from his captain. Are you moving in terms of his orders? Are you listening to his voice? Can you hear him call you saying, listen, I've got some things I need you to do. Yes, sir. Come on. This is the mindset of a soldier. And he's trying to tell Timothy, Timothy, I need you to listen very carefully. You got to endure hardship as a soldier. Come on, in Christianity, there's got to be a deep loyalty to the team of Jesus Christ. A soldier has got to have this rigid self-discipline. I'm like, you know what, man, this is it. Self-discipline life. You train, I, I train my body to discipline myself. You know what, Paul is teaching the Christian of his day and age. Listen, it's not going to be easy. You got to train hard. These qualities to, should characterize each and every one of us tonight because we're Christ's soldiers and he's reminding us tonight that the path of devotion to Jesus is not easy it's not instant success it's long and it's difficult can you say amen that you know what to effectively flee from sin to to run from you know what lust to to you know what avoid sin and pursue Christ-like character to minister humbly to serve diligently to disciple, to teach others that we must have a soldier's mentality. Marshal Faure, a uh, French general in the World War, one, he commanded an officer, he says, you must not retire, you must hold at all cost. Then said the officer, that means we must die. Faure answered precisely. You know, a soldier in warfare demands courage. 
A soldier in warfare demands commitment. Soldier in war, you know what? There's going to be a sacrifice involved. And Paul speaks to Timothy in chapter 2. He begins with this verse, Endure suffering along with me, New Living Translation, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He's saying, suffer hardship with me. As a soldier of Jesus Christ, Timothy, join in the suffering with me. Timothy, join me in obedience. Timothy, join me in unfaltering loyalty. Join me in sacrifice. Join me in this discipline. And tonight, Beanley Church, I'm asking you tonight, will you join with me in the suffering? Would you join Jesus Christ and this team that says, you know what, hey, we're going to be up for some, uh, you know what, uh, humorous laughs from work. But listen, I'm joined in this with Christ. That You know what, come hail or shine or, or water, I'm going to serve Jesus Christ. I'm in this team. I'm, I'm joined in Christ's army. And here it is, the word suffer hardship. It literally means to suffer evil, to suffer trouble, to endure injustice. So many people, and I, I, myself, speaking to myself as well, I failed as a soldier. That you know what, there are times in my life that I gave my life to Jesus at that young age. A wonderful, uh, you know, salvation experience touched my life. I'm weeping in my house, bottom of my house. God's really touched my life. But then there's a call because as a young man, you know, growing up in school where you built this reputation that like, you're the man. Psh, I feel like smacking the old Bobby in the head. Anyway, it's like, you know what, man, I built this reputation. My mindset's like, you know, it's all about me. It's all about, you know, what I can do. And I was like, man, what, what's going on? And so the pull of the world is tough. It's hard. And I backslid. I, I ran from it. And so, you know, I'm preaching this because I know what it's like, that it's very difficult to stay saved. It's difficult to stay on the narrow path. Jesus said it himself. Enter by the narrow gate. Difficult is the way. And I'm telling you tonight, you know what? As we begin the journey, as you journey through in faith, as you journey through in this life, know this, that you will come under some hardship. That you're going to have to be a soldier and your obedience will be tested. Your loyalty will be tried. But will you endure? Will you hold on in the faith? Will you continue to fight the good fight of faith? Will you begin to pull down these strongholds where the enemy is coming against your life? The enemy is attacking your family. He's coming against your marriage. He's coming against your mind. He's trying to pull you into depression. A soldier needs to rise up and say, not today, Satan. Get behind me, devil. Come on, as Christians, we need to rise up and say, hey, hey, you got the wrong person. Covered in the blood of Jesus. Oh, hello, somebody. Covered in the blood. I've got the armor of the Lord on me this morning. As you wake up today, you're going to pray. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I'm not going to fall into my depression. I will choose to praise my living and almighty God. Will you be an armor bearer and protect, you know what, this faith? You fight for your faith and say, you know what, I don't, I don't care, you know what, if people laugh at me. I don't care if I'm the ridicule of, of in, my, in my school. I don't care, you know what, if maybe work and the boss might, you know what, uh, you know what reduce my pay. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm living for Jesus Christ. A soldier for Jesus Christ. Even when Paul wrote these words, will you suffer along with me? He was a prisoner of war who was sentenced to death. I mean, this is Christianity here. Are we preachers going to preach this message? Say, hey, will you suffer? You know, are we trying to cater to this? No, no, listen, this is the Bible here. This is the truth that, you know what, God wants to teach us as we live in this Christian faith. That, you know what, we're going to go through some trials, go through some testings. And even as Paul writes from the prison, sentenced to death, he says to his young pastor, says, Timothy, 
I want to show you this. You got to have endurance. Just as I did and just as I'm, you know what, going through life, through prisons, I need you to endure hardship with me. Paul and Timothy were facing potential beatings, imprisonment and death. I want to say you might be facing embarrassment at school or at work. You might be facing ridicule in your family. But listen, you must endure. Paul is suffering for his faith in Christ and he invites Timothy to suffer for his faith in Christ. Not a system, not a religion, but to suffer for the person who suffered and died for you. Number two, soldiers must avoid entanglements. <laughs> a soldier for Jesus lives to higher standards. They don't live like everyone else in the world. James 4, chapter 4. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 4. <laughs> Listen to this. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Soldiers must avoid entanglements. When you become a Christian, Jesus transforms you from the inside. There's a wonderful new life that's begun. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There's a wonderful transformation that one touch of Jesus can change your life. One touch of Jesus Christ can begin to remove addiction in an instant. Cigarette addiction can be broken. Alcohol addiction can be broken. And I want to tell you tonight, you know what? You begin to live this life, but as a soldier continues on, he mustn't become entangled in this world that he was accustomed to before. A soldier, on the other hand, cannot entangle himself in anything that might interfere with his duty. Listen to this story. A soldier said to his commanding officer, I'm sorry, sir, but I can't go on that hike tomorrow. I have a game with friends. Then I got to call my mom who's overseas and the time difference, etc. I really don't want to get my shoes dirty as well. And my wife and I are going out on a date. His officer smiled and said, son, you're in the army now. Soldier, you'll be on that hike tomorrow. There won't be any games for you. When I'm through with you, you're going to get dirt in every crevice. And the only call you're going to make is a call for help from your mom. And you'll stink so bad, your wife will not want to go on that date. <laughs> it's a picture right there. When someone joins the army, his schedule is completely changed. He's come under a new uh, system in terms of his life is now being subject to the army. How much more as soldiers for Jesus should come under Christ's headship? Christ saved you and I to join his army. Jesus is the captain and we are to obey his orders. God, where are you calling me? Do you want me to serve? you want me to get involved in ministry? Jesus, I'm, I'm here. I want to do your will. I want to do your purpose. But what about you tonight? When he's calling you, listen to your life. Is it entangled? Oh, I can't do this. You know, I, I can't do I'm, I've got this in order. Well, Christ has saved you, my friend. And Paul is telling Timothy, you've got to be a soldier for Christ. Don't let anything distract you. Don't let anything come in place uh, from obeying, uh, that from you for pleasing God. Don't let that come in the way. Listen to what he writes in Philippians 3.13. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. He's saying, you know what, I don't count myself to have arrived. I haven't come to a place where I've got it all together. He says this, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. The reason why many soldiers get so entangled is because there's so many distractions that they've got involved in. 
so many distractions in the world. And Jesus called uh, uh, in Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through to 62, he's teaching his everyday followers to become single-minded. He's saying, listen, in Luke 9, verse 57, he says, Jesus said, follow me. But he said, permit me first to go bury my father. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury the dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. And another, he said, I will follow you, Lord. But permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus said, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. There's got to be a single-minded devotion to doing God's will. A soldier must not be entangled. Jesus speaks about the parable of the soil. Matthew chapter 13, Jesus identifies false believers whose non-saving faith is manifest, manifested by their distraction with worldly affairs. Listen to it. He says, the one whom the seed was sown among the thorns. This is the man who hears the word and the worries and cares of the world, the distractions and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Jesus is talking about the state of man's heart that he's been so distracted by the world he's become entangled by the thorns it's choking the seed the life has been choked out i wonder if that's you tonight you're you're, you're being choked by the worries of the world the cares of the world and now you know doing god's will is like man it's too hard i'm telling you you got to endure because listen there comes a fruit from it this fruit of the spirit begins to move upon your heart let's close tonight and let's talk about a soldier seeks to please the desire of his commander. Our text says this very carefully, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. You know, Christian's deepest desire is to please the Lord Jesus Christ, his commander-in-chief, his captain, his savior. 2 Corinthians 5.15, he died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. I mean, how much more should we live for Jesus, the one who died for us, amen? The one who gave himself for us, the one who decided, you know what, I'm gonna lay down my life so that others can come in and get saved. Galatians 2 verse 20, I have crucified, I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh, listen to this, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, it's impossible to serve two masters. See, you gotta be single-minded about this. You gotta make a decision. Who are you gonna serve? Serve yourself, you serve your, the world. Who, who, who are you gonna serve? Jesus said it's impossible for you to serve two masters. The authentic Christian's greatest hope is to be rewarded for loyal service. And to hear his commander say in Matthew 25, 22, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful for, uh, with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. You see in verse four, it's the idea right there. Paul's saying, please the one, please him. It means to satisfy, to, to be wholly at disposal, to win the approval of, to to keep in favor with the one who enlisted you as a soldier. A genuine Christian, a soldier for Christ, wants to please Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.
Very simple message tonight on being a soldier for Jesus. A sober reminder tonight, you know what? That men and women, Christian men are to, and women are to represent Christ. We're not called to be anemic. Spineless Christianity where, you know what, they just live their lives doing whatever they want to do. No, God's called us for greater purpose. And there will come a time, just as we've said at the end there, that Jesus will say to the believer, to the soldier, well done, good and faithful servant. Talking about those who endured hardship, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Tonight, I want to give an invitation as we change the order tonight. You're here tonight and you're hearing this message. It's like, wow, I've never heard it like this before. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to give an invitation. I want to ask you a simple question, and that's simply this. Where would you spend eternity if you were to die tonight? If you were to stand before God on judgment day, where will you spend eternity? Because Jesus spoke about heaven and he spoke more about hell. Hell is a place of outer darkness, a place of gnashing of teeth, total separation from the love of Jesus Christ. Again, where will you spend eternity? The Bible says we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But yet through grace, Jesus extends grace to all of us tonight. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Grace. That while we were in our sin, while we were in the nightclub, while we were, you know what, doing drugs, Christ died for us. And that's love, man. I mean, who chooses to do that? That's love. To say, listen, I don't, you know what, no matter what you've done, no matter where you come from, no matter your skin color, no matter where you come from, no matter how much money you have in the bank, I'll forgive you your sins. I'll take it away. I'll, I'll give you a new life. I'll deliver you. I'll give you a hope. I'll give you a future. But listen, you've got to make a decision. Will you accept Jesus in your life? Let him come into your heart. And let him give you eternal life. If that's you tonight, you know you're not right with God. You know you won't make heaven your home. But you want to give your life to Jesus. While every head bowed and every eye is closed. If that's you, I want you to do one simple thing and say, yes, that's me. Lift your hand tonight so I can see it. And I'll count it a privilege to pray for you. You're not saved. Your heart's not right with God. Lift it up tonight. I'll count it a privilege to pray for you. No one looking around. God loves you. God wants to touch your life. He wants to give you a future. You don't have to live that kind of life anymore. You can be free. Lift it up. No one looking around. God bless you. I see that hand, my brother. God bless you. Amen. Anyone else? Good, honest heart. I see that hand. God bless you. I see these hands. God bless. Amen. Honest people tonight. You know you're not right with God. Maybe you're backslidden. You once gave your life to Jesus, but you've gone away. You've gone back into your sin. Tonight's the night. Come back. God loves you and He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you a new life. You're here tonight. You're backslidden. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is just between you and God. God bless you. Hands are going up. Anyone else? Anyone else? Lift it up. Amen. I see that hand. Thank you. Thanks for being honest. Wonderful people. Amen. We encourage people to lift their hands. There are people in here tonight that are rejoicing. Say, yes, thank you. You be honest. Say, yep, that's me. I want a new start. I'm going I'm to do it tonight. Lift it up. No one looking around. That's me. I want to give my heart to Jesus as well. Hallelujah. Amen. My brothers and my sister, you lifted your hand. Come, come. I'm just going to pray with you. Well, every head is bowed. Hemi, if you want to come and help us pray as well. Sister, brother. Yep. Come, brother at the back. Come. We're going to pray as well. Come.
just kneel down here, guys. We're just going to get someone to pray with you. David, you want to pray? Turning to the church tonight. God's speaking to us as a church. It's time for us to be soldiers for Christ. Maybe God's speaking to you about things that you know what you've been entangled with, and it's time to say, you know, I'm, I'm this is the army, this is the army of the Lord. I'm gonna give myself fully. I'm gonna follow him despite the hardship that I face. I'm gonna fight this good fight of faith. Amen. If God's speaking to you, why don't you come out of your seat? Come to the altar and let's pray together. Come and join. Uh, in tonight and say, you know what, God, we're going to pull down some strongholds in, fa- in our family. Uh, there's things in your life in, that you're going to be praying for. Say, so, you know what, as a soldier, I'm going to pray for these areas. As a soldier, I'm going to pray for my mom. I'm going to pray for my dad. I'm going to pray for, you know what, my brothers and my sisters. Come on, let's be soldiers and let's, let's do war against the enemy that's tried to ruin lives. Why don't you pray for your marriage? Pray right now that, you know what, break these curses, these these evil, foul spirit that comes against the perversion of this world that tries to ruin relationships. Soldiers for Christ, let's rise up. Let's let's tear down these strongholds. Families, you're here tonight. Call a meeting. Turn off the TV. Say, tonight we're going to pray. Turn off the TV. Turn off. You know what? You know what? We're going to be family tonight. We're going to pray. Don't just pray over dinner. This may make some time, even in the morning. When you wake up out of bed, soldier gets up. You know what? Let's get ready. Let's put on the armor of God. Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God. Stand. Oh, God, help us. Jesus, you are the commander, chief officer. I pray, God, as you speak into our hearts. God, we're required. God, here we are, ready to be obedient to your call. God, I pray right now, help us to be single-minded. God, let us forget the things behind us. Let's go ahead. Let's focus on you, Jesus. I pray against every distraction upon every soldier that comes against them, Lord. And I'm praying, Father, that you'd minister upon their hearts, Jesus. Lord, right now, God, touch, minister right now, Jesus' name. Father, God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord God, for a new creation that's been made. Jesus, right now, God, I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. Lord, I come against, Lord God, every demonic strategy that comes against this family. Jesus, minister by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, right now, Jesus, touch at this altar. Lord, raise up an army. Raise up a generation of men and women. Raise up a generation, Lord God, of people. Lord, soldiers for you, God. Lord, soldiers for you, Jesus. Oh, God, loose your spirit. Lord, we're living in the last days, God, that you're coming back. And I pray, God, let there be a real, Lord God, genuine conversion. Lord, in our altars, God, let there be a real genuine, God, a a genuine change and transformation that takes place at these altars, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, we bless your name, Lord
us, Lord Jesus. Weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never Oh, my God will never fail. I'm going to see, I'm going to see a victory. 